When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, welcome to Pretty Scary. Pretty Scary Boo. That is what Cindy's real <laughs> voice sounds like right now. I'm finally the real me, guys. I'm, I've dropped the act. This is this is my voice, my real life voice. I should say I'm Adam Todd Brown. I don't think I I'm, mentioned that. Well, if they don't know by now, they yeah. ain't never gonna know. Yeah, and they should know who you are too. But tell the people. Naturally, I am Cindy Aravina. Cindy, what the hell's going on with your voice? you smoke a bunch I, this morning? I wish. I wish that was the reason. <laughs> no, I effed myself over a week ago thinking like, well, because my voice was already starting to kind of feel bad. And I was like, it's not feeling worse. Let me take one puff. Did me in. A big mistake. Now I'm paying for it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I get, I get This happens to me like once a year. So it's just par for the course. And it doesn't help that I yell at kids for a living and also went to a scary haunt this weekend where I was screaming, even though I shouldn't have been screaming. But I, that's my happy place is screaming. <laughs> so, Cindy, what are we talking about this week? We are talking about the Kelimutu Crater Lakes. I felt very inspired by our Lake Nyos episode from a couple months ago that I, I wanted to do another scary-ass lake. I appreciate you doing all the research for this. Thank you. We were going to have Cindy just lead this whole episode, and then <laughs> she went and started chain smoking a few weeks a ago. hard for me. <laughs> and now she can't talk. But yeah, this is very reminiscent of... The Lake Nyos thing. Big difference here. I see these lakes and ooh, I want to jump in them. Just, right? Oh, they look so pretty. There's that thing because like I'm obsessed with volcanoes. And if there was a way where I could like play with lava, like walk through lava without yeah. being harmed, I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, lava is fascinating. Yeah. I, I love when it <laughs> destroys a town, but like very slowly. <laughs> Because like you, you can't do anything about it. You just have to let it come and move yeah. out of the way. Yeah. They update it like for a week on the news every day. It's just moved a little further. <clears throat> so satisfying to watch. It is. I always joke that I want to come back in the next life as a volcano. <laughs> that would be pretty fucking cool. I w it's my dream. It's my absolute dream. But you'd want to be an active volcano, not a dormant volcano. I'll go through all the stages. <laughs> I'll <picky>. post up. <laughs> so yeah, this volcano, there's a lot of weirdness about it. It's located in Indonesia. That's not weird. Mm -hmm. There's lots of things in Indonesia. Yeah. Indonesia is part of the Pacific Ring of Fire, which is a very seismically active place. has 75% of the world's known active and dormant volcanoes. That's too many. Quit hoarding it's, it's so the many. volcanoes. <laughs> Like, would it kill 
I don't know, Iowa to have a volcano? Send some of those to Iowa. I do know there's a big-ass fault line in the Midwest. Have you ever looked into that? I did not know that. I thought we were just fault line rich over here in California. It's called the New Madrid Seismic Zone. And it's been like mostly inactive for a long time. But if Mm -hmm. that thing erupts, or not erupts, it's, you know, a fault line. If that turns into an earthquake... With all the fracking that's happening in that area now, Oof. ooh, it's going to be bad, bad, bad times. Yeah. But damn, I don't think there's any volcanoes. Yet. <laughs> right? Yeah, Wish, I guess. Could you imagine just like a giant volcano in... Well, there's... Doesn't um, Yellowstone have like a dormant volcano? Am I wrong? I believe so. There's, I mean, there's lots of volcanoes in the United States. Like mm-hmm. California has... A whole bunch. It's just that most of them, like the most recent time they erupted was like 38,000 years ago and shit oh, like that. Yeah, so like it's been, they're just, they're, they're taking time off. Yeah. There is, oh, hell yeah. I just pulled up a list of volcanoes in the United States. There's one in Colorado called Never Summer Mountains. What? That is so metal. Last time it erupted. 24 to 29 million years ago. Boring. Oh, man. Bring them back. Bring the volcanoes back. Come right? on, guys. Come on. We need something to shake things up over here. I'm tired of just the news and political system. I need natural disaster ass <laughs> <laughs> problems. <laughs> yeah, it seems like there are volcanoes in several United States. It's just that uh, most of them are dormant, which that's good. And yeah. this volcano is mostly dormant. This one in Indonesia that we're talking about, which that's good because, uh, as we'll discuss later, it seems like it would destroy everything in its vicinity if it erupts. Yes, absolutely. So Kelamutu Crater Lake, it's located at Flores Island, which is in Indonesia, close to the northern part of Australia. Everyone knew that already. Everybody, come on. You didn't have to tell anyone that. (laughs) There's three crater lakes that are part of this system, and they are sacred to the communities that live in the area. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about these lakes. First one, Tiwunua. I think that's, yeah. Sounds Sorry right. if any Indonesians out there are like screaming into their headphones, but we're doing our best over here. Yeah. Also, thank you for listening. Yes, yes. <laughs> All the way there in Indonesia. Would love to visit your country sometime. This is the northwestern of the Twin Lakes. This is where... The young and or unmarried go when they die. We should mention that. This is where the souls of the dead end up in this area, according to lore. That is the local lore. When you die, you got to go through the the gatekeepers of these crater lakes and they will determine based off your age and your behavior in life, which one of these lakes you'll go to. So the young and unmarried go here. It seems like with a... Those hard, fast rules in place, they could just put up signs and do away with the gatekeepers altogether, right? Just like, You'd think are so. you young or unmarried? Go to this lake. <laughs> and then you just need like a bouncer, not so much a gatekeeper, I would think. It's one of those generational jobs, I think, like like a Walmart greeter. Sure, you don't yeah. need the greeter, but he's there. We love him. We're not going to get rid of the greeter. Baseball umpire. Yes. Could have been replaced by robots decades ago, but we hang on to him. I get it. This is the largest and deepest of the three lakes. 
127 fruity European meters deep. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm so bad at conversion. My my, yeah. my brain is so American. How I don't know how deep that is, yeah, guys. But like it's, a, it sounds that's deep. like eight thousand feet or something. Who knows? Whoa! <laughs> this lake is usually green, mm-hmm. which is again all of these. I get why people sometimes just jump in, even you though you want to play in the slime. You want to play in the lava. Yeah, get me in that green water. It's like St. Patrick's Day. Yes, there's Blue Lagoon in Iceland that is the most like incredible thing. It's got like sulfuric properties to it. It is like blue, like Star Wars blue milk blue, and you can swim in it and your skin feels all soft and amazing after it. I get the appeal of wanting to jump in. Yeah, yeah, I want to do that. I want to do that too. That sounds great. Do it. Go to Iceland, everybody. So have you been to Iceland? Yes, it's one of the most amazing trips I've ever taken in my life. Highly recommend. So there is... Vigorous hydrothermal activity in this area with a strong plume right in the center of the lake. So that's just like heat, right? Yeah, heat, steam, big big little steam clouds. Yeah, these lakes are too hot for fish or vegetation, which that's cool too. It's really tight. No algae, absolutely no algae. Yeah, like almost nothing can live in Mm -hmm. these lakes. That's awesome. Yeah. What a lonely ass life. If you were that one thing that could live there, it'd be like living on that permanent cruise ship city. It's like how many what? You didn't know that? There's like an No. There's an apartment complex that is also a cruise ship and it just fucking sails year round. An apartment is not completely unreasonable. It's like a hundred thousand something a year. But the buy in fee is eight million dollars. Oh Jesus. It's like a Club thirty three situation. Yeah. And you know the people on that are just a bunch of rich, old fucks. And here's the thing. I'd still do it. I would <laughs> Someone... Unpops colonizes the, the sea apartment. Yeah. Yeah. When shit jumps off, that's, that's, what, that's what we'll focus on. Taking We're going to pull our money. We're all going to live in the same cabin in this uh, year-round cruise. Pull our money. I think you mean pull our weapons and just... Ah, yes. We're going to take it, obviously, by force. So that plume <laughs> convects the water, brings a yellow froth onto the surface. Very creepy looking. Rain. It looks like witch's brew. Yeah. And then rain scatters and removes that froth. It is 10 degrees Celsius warmer than the other lakes. Yeah. And all these lakes are hot. None of these are like, ooh, a little, little tepid. None of that. But this is like significantly hotter than the other lakes, even though it's right next to another one of the lakes. This is the part that really does it for me. It has a pH of 0.5. And you might be thinking, well, big hairy deal. That (laughs) that sounds like nothing. Let me dive in. That puts it somewhere between battery and stomach acid. Yeah. So jumping in is going to be a problem. I mean, jumping in won't be a problem. It's just (laughs) once you're in there, everything's going to be a problem. You're going to start getting digested by this crater lake. Very low oxygen levels. But, I mean, you're in a pool of battery acid. You had to expect that. Yeah. You're just in there melting, but you're like, hey, I can't breathe. (laughs) This sucks. What if I die because I can't breathe in here? (laughs) And this one is the most volcanically active, with eruptions happening in both 1938 and 1965. So, at some point, Indonesia is just going to get sprayed with stomach acid. Oof, I didn't even think about that part of it. Gross. Yeah, just like on a walk. (laughs) 
that's the thing. Like, I know when a volcano erupts that it's, you know, magma and lava and whatnot. But what happens to all this, like, acidy water? I guess it doesn't matter. Like, if you if you had lava raining down on you from the sky and it was preceded by, like, a sheet of acid water, it's not like you're going to be like, <laughs> oh, no, double trouble. Ah, Damn acid it. lava, not again. Oh, I thought this was regular lava. Fuck. <laughs> your whole arm is melting off you. <laughs> yeah, your, your jaw falls off while you're talking. <laughs> Fuck. Oh. Wouldn't that also kind of be a cool way to die, though? I mean, of all, I, I'd take it over cancer. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. I would take it over any illness, honestly. Yeah. At least it'd be quick. Jeez. Yeah. Like, even even like heart attack, like, that's going to hurt. Stuff yeah. like that. Like, that might be my chosen apocalypse, like a super volcano where we all just look up and we're like, <laughs> fuck. We're like, this is like the movies. Yeah, wow. this is bad. We this is, we're done because I don't want I don't want like I don't want the massive wave where I have to drown, no, or get eaten by a shark. <laughs> we we've talked about Adam does not like the ocean. I don't fuck with the ocean. It's not for us. It's for them. It is for them. Them meaning the aliens. <laughs> That clearly live there. If you look at those fucking UFO videos, they're going in the water. I've seen the abyss. Those were aliens. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's talk about this next lake. Tiwu Atapolo. Sure, I nailed it. If my understanding of Indonesian language is accurate, Mm -hmm. uh, then I nailed that. But so I, I would have said the same thing. You're, you're on the right track with my brain, at least. This, I don't need to tell anyone this, is the southeastern of the Twin Lakes. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that part. Bewitched or Enchanted Lake, they call it. This is where people who did evil or dabble in sorcery go. Ugh. Yeah. So even if you're unmarried, even if you're a kid, even if you're an old person, if you did any sort of evil or magic, this is where you go. This is the lake nearby parents threaten their kids with. Ooh, oh my God. Could you imagine? Yeah. Like you're going to Tiwu Atapolo if you don't, <laughs> no! <laughs> if you don't act right. Yeah, no, just, please, no. Yeah, as a kid, that name would sound so scary. Ugh. Yes. Got a lot of hard consonants. And also, this is the lake that's usually red in color. That's awesome. Naturally. That is cool to I, look at. I'm not going to lie. This is kind of the lake I want to go to because I'm going to suffer in all the lakes. They're all acidic. Yeah, you're dying the same death in any one. I'm trying to go to the prettiest, and the red one's the prettiest. That's it's the most unique. Yeah, it's like this a, one is also the one that has changed color the most of the three. Yeah, you put in the notes over fifty times from 1915 yeah. to now. Make up your mind, Tiwu Atapolo. <laughs> She's moody. She's moody. So this one, not so much <laughs> hydrothermal activity, but there's there's some evidence of it. There is a white froth present on the lake surface around the plume. Some of the waters end up in the river Watugana. Ever been? Nope. Mm, You should go sometime. (laughs) I would love to. Just over 60 European meters deep. (laughs) What did you call it? Fruity European meters? Fruity European meters. I couldn't think of the fucking adjective I used last time. (laughs) pH of 1.8, which makes it similar to Coca-Cola. I agree with your note. Why do we do that to our stomachs? It t- I mean, I guess our pH is a lot lower in the stomach, so it can handle it. But goddamn, you can clean drains with Coca-Cola, guys. 
I don't know if you know that. If you ever have a clog, try some Coca-Cola before you call a plumber. Yeah. I switched to diet soda years and years and years ago, but it's got to be the same thing. I don't think it's the sugar that makes Coke got your guts. <laughs> it's the other properties. Yeah. Especially Coke Zero. Remember that first formula of Coke Zero that came out? It would give you like a little burn in the back of your throat. And the sweetener that was in that first version of Coke Zero used to be on a list of potential Nazi bioweapons. Whoa. And, you know, now it's sweetened soda. And I think they eventually changed it because it did, ooh, it gave you this really satisfying, like, this is going to be a problem in 10 years kind of burn. Dang. I did not. I didn't get into Coke Zero until like five years ago. Coke Zero fucking rules. It's, it's so, so yummy. It's I'm, the, I'm obsessed. It's the best diet soda ever made. So good. The cherry one. That's mm. my favorite offshoot. Oh, mm. I like a vanilla. The I vanilla like is dope. Vanilla, vanilla Coke is Zero. So, good. so this third lake, Tiwu Ata Imbupu. Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll, we'll take that. Yeah. 1.5 kilometers to the west of the other two lakes all by itself. Fucking loner. Mm-hmm. And you know why? It's the lake of old people. They don't want to be around those fucking kids, those horny, unmarried kids <laughs> in the green lake, all the fucking heathens in the red lake. No, this is the lake Jimmy Buffett owns. Yes, this is. They're tired. This is, they, the, this is the Florida. Lake. This is what people you who died properly. Yes, yes. They didn't die young like a bunch of assholes. Die all young and pretty. Ooh, show offs. Get into the afterlife with your smooth skin. (laughs) And yeah, they didn't commit crimes. They were just old. So this is in the center of a large crater. Mm -hmm. It is not fully stable. During rainstorms, it suffers from landslides where the sides slump into the lake. So it's a lot like old people in that it's not (laughs) stable in slippery conditions. Part of the wall is stabilized by two peaks. Of the three lakes, it has the smallest gas input. Gypsum crystals have grown in the cracks of the rocks around the lakes. That sounds pretty. That sounds gorgeous. Just over 60 meters deep. pH is around three. Orange juice increasing to four. Tomato juice (laughs) in spring at the end of the rainy season. So you can drink this lake. You can totally drink this lake. It will not harm you. It will be fine. (laughs) Yeah, you can bring a bottle of rum or vodka. (laughs) Mix it with the waters of Lake Tiwu Ata Mbupu and uh, tell us how it goes. Actually, don't do any of that. That uh, You'll die. You'll die. Yeah. They'll yell at you. Yeah. Yeah. If nothing else. They'll send you to the bewitched lake. And the sediment at the bottom is higher in iron than in the other lakes. So if this does ever explode, as we know from the Lake Nios episode, it's probably going to turn red. Because I think, isn't that what happened at... I don't know if it was Lake Nios. I think it was the other one nearby, but it blew and mm. there was a bunch of, uh, I want to say it was iron, some sort of sediment at the bottom and that oxidized yes, and it hit the right. air and it made the water red. Mm-hmm. At least I know that's happened at some point. Maybe it was on an episode of Pretty Scary. Maybe it was The Good Wife. I don't know. It's <laughs> a lot Friday. A people confuse the two. <laughs> it's not Friday. It's Monday. Oh, uh, so... The names for these lakes come from the local Leo people and their folklore. It's known by the local people as Tempat Anker, which means a haunted place. That's cool. Pretty scary if you ask me. Yeah, that's a cool name. It'd be yeah. a good, it's a good horror movie name. I bet there is one. With that a haunted name. place. 
in Indonesia. If not, get on it. Yeah. Indonesia makes good horror movies. Oh, I didn't know that. So many people, as we mentioned earlier, believe that these lakes are a resting place for departed souls. And at a space between two large rocks known as Kandi and Ratu, the spirits are met by gatekeepers who decide which lake they will go in. How'd the gatekeepers get their job? Great question. We'd probably have to go ask the locals. I don't know. Go. Go ask the locals. Um, excuse me, sir. Um, <laughs> my Indonesian is no good, but can you please tell me why, how Conde and Ratu got their jobs? If there is an opening, how would I apply? Yeah. Thank you so much. It's got to be a website. <laughs> yes. It's got to be a website and or a ritual we can do. Here's what I, I find this interesting. So these gatekeepers decide where you go based on your age and character and whatnot. And then that's where you go to rest or meditate forever. Is either of that a punishment? It seems like no matter where you go, the same thing happens. Well, meditation is hard work. I mean, if you're one of the evil people, they're probably like, yeah, go fucking meditate until your brain is fixed, bitch. And then for the olds and the youngs, they're like, just go to sleep. Go, go, Mimis. <laughs> go, Nanai. Go, sleep. Yeah, go, Nanai. Go, sleep. Go, sleep, baby. Yeah. I, I was kind of expecting that once you get chucked in there, a little more happens. Like maybe the acid becomes a metaphor for, I don't know, monsters with weapons. But no, you just go in there and rest in the acidy water. Yeah. <laughs> Your dead body can take it at that point. <laughs> it's kind of cleansing for the soul, if we're being honest. I mean, cleansing for a lot of things. Get in it. Ugh. But again, I can't stress. We'll, we'll link to pictures of the. I can't stress how pretty they are. Like you're at least going to want to dip a finger in. And depending on the lake you choose, it seems like your finger would just, it'd be like that movie thing where you come up and it's just bone that's smoking. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The, the, there's one picture where the, the one for the old people is pitch black. I'm like, let me get in there, please. Yeah. That's so awesome. I want to taste it. I want to throw it in someone's face. <laughs> All the things I do with water now. Yes. I do like that these lakes used to be featured on Indonesian currency. What? Yeah, it's what'd so What did they do cute. to fuck that up? I don't know. It's just they probably, I don't know, maybe a new government came in. They were like, no, faces only. Get this lake out of here. Yeah, that could be. Bring it back. To, yeah, bring it back. It, it, it was featured on the, the 5,000 rupiah note, which would uh, equate to 32 cents in American money. What's on our 32-cent coin? Let's put uh, these on there. Uh, Washington's butt. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put these lakes in Washington's butt on, yeah, he on it. a 32-cent coin and distribute that throughout the economy. So random. The volcano currently dormant with an activity level of one on a scale of four. Considered very safe. Boring. I know. Fucking erupt already. It's going to have to do it at some point. Most recent eruptions occurred in 1968, 1938, and 1865. So, I mean, it happens. 1938 to 1968, that's a span of 30 years, if yeah. my understanding of Indonesian math is correct. <laughs> so, like, I imagine before it happened in 1968, people were like, no, we're good. Happens like every 5,000 years or so. Just happened in 1938, so we're fine. Oh, shit! Ah, fuck. Here it comes. God damn it. Spoke too soon. The changing colors thing is very rare. 
at least the part where these three lakes come from the same volcano and they're mm-hmm. at the same crest, but they all have different colors. That part, very rare. Yeah, nothing else like it in the world. The first record of the shifting colors was after the mountain's 1865 eruption. Since then, the lakes have been altering colors dozens of times, independently of each other, like a volcanic mood ring, even changing to black at some points. It is interesting. They do treat this kind of like a mood ring. Yeah. In the country. They, uh, well, we'll talk about it. Yeah. So the, just like our blood, the lake water (laughs) appears more blue or green when it's low in oxygen, but then shifts to red or black when it's oxygen rich. That's so weird. The color deviations in the lakes are likely due to something called underwater fumaroles, which are earthly steam holes. (laughs) It's my punk band's name. Yeah, earthly (laughs) steam hole. And that may have something to do with the lack of vegetation, which that's creepy too. Just no plants, nothing down there. Nothing. Potentially some some bacteria that can have gotten used to the, the volcanic water for lack of a better word. Yeah, you hear about that from time to time where there'll be like these microorganisms living in the harshest possible environments. And it's like, you know what? Keep them there. Yeah. I don't want I don't want to see what they can survive up here. No, let them evolve in their own little yeah. little nest. Yeah. You know what? That lake, they can have it. It's yeah. theirs. They release sometimes high mineral gases as well as sulfur dioxide, hydrogen chloride, Sulfide and carbon dioxide and form an upwelling, which drives denser, nutrient-rich water upwards to the surface and therefore changes its appearance. That sounds a lot like the Lake Nyos thing, too. Yeah, very similar. Because that was gases that would be trapped at the bottom of the lake and they'd mm-hmm. sometimes just, like, fart out and kill a person <laughs> who was standing over the wrong crack. There's just no materials that we... But we were... I mean, this one is... It's a volcano, so of course it's in danger of erupting. But like, there's, it's not like we can stick tubes in these crater lakes because they would just disintegrate. Right, which brings us to the next thing you have in the notes: measuring the water chemistry. Like, how would you measure the water chemistry in this I lake? Know. Like, how do you get down in there to do it? Very deep, very difficult to approach, and the equipment and the people both have to be very resistant. To aggressive corrosion, which I am, but I don't know if my equipment is. <laughs> you could do it. If anyone could do it, you could do it. I could do it. I'll take a rope. Pull yeah, me out if a, I scream. A strong, sturdy rope. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. I wonder how many times they've tried. Like, eventually, wouldn't you just be like, you know what? Fuck it. Who cares? Just let it be, right? Let's just look it's got to be expensive. Yeah, let's just look at the pretty lakes yeah. and let them Enjoy be them mysterious. Enjoy them here. We don't know. Yeah. So the lakes are also usually really hot, so there's no fish, no crustacean, no plant life. It's a lonely-ass lake, I mean, Mm -hmm. aside from all the spirits that are (laughs) down there. Some scientists believe that the life forms present in the lakes peak at small microbes that have grown accustomed to the volcanic environment they inhabit. Cindy already said that. I thought. So. But it bears repeating, guys. Nothing can survive. Yeah, nothing. Especially not. You, listener at home, thinking you might jump in and risk it. (laughs) While those are my favorite travel stories, please don't do it. No. Guys, don't be Marky Mark being like, if I was on that plane, if I was on that plane, no, it's not you. (laughs) You're not the one. I love a 
good tourist ignores warning sign and dies story. My favorite one happened in Florida a few years ago. There was an alligator had been spotted at this nearby swimming establishment and they put up signs. Well, it wasn't, it was like a lake or river where you could like go boating and they put up signs and they were like, Hey, we spotted alligators in the area. Don't jump in the water. And this dude shows up, tells the staff he's going to jump in the water Jumps in the water, shouts, fuck alligators, and immediately gets eaten by an alligator. Like, the second he hit the fucking water. Jeez. Mwah. Mm. Chef's kiss. Rest in peace, my guy. Yeah. He went out with a bang. We're talking about him now. Right? Yeah. He, he got what he wanted. <laughs> he Notoriety. got what he wanted. So, years ago, the lakes were white. Turquoise and red. Hell yeah. USA. USA. <laughs> and then in November 2009, they were black, turquoise, and a Coca-Cola brown. Once again, America. Protesting the Obama administration, mm-hmm. I bet. <laughs> That's their protest flag. Not With cool. the Coca-Cola brown. <laughs> Not cool, Indonesia. Again, in July 2010, the lakes were resplendent in various shades of green. So all three lakes decided, hey, it's Wednesdays, we wear green on Wednesdays, so. (laughs) The color of the reflected light depends not only on what happens in the water, it also depends on the illumination from the sun. So you can't easily see blue water in the absence of direct sunlight. So don't expect bright blue colors if there's no sun, tourists. It's one of the reasons why sunrise is not always the best time to see the lakes. What are you doing there at sunrise anyway? Go get... Go get yourself some Indonesian breakfast. Yes. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Fucking hold your horses. Drink some coffee, tea, however they do it in that country. I know we're all different. (laughs) I know we're all different in that we either drink (laughs) coffee or tea. (laughs) Nothing else ever. (laughs) No other divisions between us. It's very nice. It's very nice. So rain also makes a difference. Both reflectivity and saturation increase towards the end of the dry season And that combination gives the strongest colors. This is some shit I would go see if I was in Indonesia, like without a doubt. Yeah, this this is like a a really big sell. I mean, I'd go to any country really, but like reading all this and the cool thing about Indonesia is it's made of about 17,000 islands. And if you were to put that all together, it'd be about the size of the U.S., Oh yeah, yeah. Like That's it's crazy. huge and very and super varied. And people talk about like going to Bali all the time, but I guess like other parts of Indonesia are like incredibly like varied and cool. So I'm I'm like it's it's risen on my the, my list of travel destinations for sure. Yeah, it sounds like a neat place. Mm-hmm. And this, I actually, I've written articles about it. I've talked about it on stage. I am kind of anti natural attractions. Like, the Grand Canyon feels like a thing I could see on a VR headset and be cool. <laughs> and, like, it'd be, I'd be a lot less dusty. I could probably get better food nearby. Things like that. But this, this I would want to, like, yeah. I would want to smell this. Yes, I was going to say it's an all five senses kind of thing. Yeah, I would want to know what it smells like. I would want to know, like, how hot is it compared to when you're not standing near it? Like, there's so much. Like, the Grand Canyon's just a grand canyon mm-hmm. it's just a giant hole and i know there's cool shit to do i'm sure you can fucking parkour around there or whatever 
the hell the kids are doing. I would like to walk over one of those bridges that's like glass on the bottom. Oh, yes, definitely. I would love to do that. Especially the ones that where they make it look like it's breaking. Yeah. Oh, oh no. Oh, dear. <laughs> I've always wondered, who, who do they do that to? Is that just like for random tourists? Like, are you trying to give people actual heart attacks? They are. They are. Yeah, it's Arizona. They probably are. So we touched on this just a little bit, the mood ring thing. I, f- I find this really interesting. The locals believe that the changing of colors reflects the political atmosphere of the country. How cool would that be if we just had a lake that turned colors every time a Republican or Democrat was president? Yeah, like, I don't trust the deep state. Let's check the lakes. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Okay, you say Trump lost in 2020, but Lake Mead turned red. (laughs) First time in history. I'm supposed to believe that. Okay. Yeah, that would be cool as shit, though. Yeah, right. A lake that turns red whenever Republicans get elected. It feels right. Like, if it was actual blood, that would feel the most right. Hey, I mean, we we rely on a fucking groundhog to determine the length of our winter. Like, why not, like, look to a lake for confirmation of how fucked up everything is around you politically? Don't we vote on Tuesdays for farming reasons? Is that why? I think it. we came up with that because it had to do with farming. And now we do it because it's in the Constitution. Oh, my God. So, yeah, calming blues or greens represent a peaceful national condition. Red indicates a political turmoil. So, yeah, it would be a lot like if Republicans take office, it turns red. (laughs) On January 6th, Lake Mead was just bright red. (laughs) Just boiling. (laughs) Others say that the warm colors are just indicative of calamity and cool colors represent a state of calmness and stability. Okay, you two are basically saying the same thing, just not about politics. There is another myth that says that if the crater walls collapse somehow, causing the three lakes to merge into one, it means the end of the world is imminent. I like that. I love that. Just a clear indicator, like, all right, get your last fucks and and drug trips in, guys. Yeah, I want that to happen. I I, I don't want the world to end, but I want that part to happen and just see... Yeah. How many people take it as an actual sign that the world is going to end and start acting accordingly? Hey, I would take it as I'm I'm way more into like uh, mystical lore than logic. And well, it's way more fun, if nothing. else. Yeah, it's a lot more fun. I wonder if they would like if the colors would uh, create like a cool swirl, like a Trix yogurt effect. Yeah. What if? What if the walls collapsed and the three lakes merged, but they all stayed their individual colors? Whoa. That would be badass. That would be so cool. Remained three lakes, all different temperatures, but for some reason there's still some invisible wall between them. Tear down that wall. Let's see what happens. Oh, shit. Yeah, a new meeting. Tear it down. I want to see it. The discovery of the lakes is controversial. These uh, lakes are haunted by colonialism, if nothing else. Seriously. Uh, the discovery of the lakes is attributed to a Dutchman named Van Such Tellen in 1915. He described the lake as red, white, and blue, which happens to be the flag colors of the Netherlands. And it says locals were skeptical in that they went up there to see it for themselves. But wasn't it also locals who took him there? Seriously. Like, how? what was he just there walking? Yeah. 
How? You know the terrain. Yeah. There's no way these gigantic lakes were there and not a single local took him to see him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We we credit Lewis and Clark for so much, but Sagaga, we, uh, she was doing the heavy lifting there, please. Yeah. So let's talk about some fun facts about these creepy-ass lakes. There were earthquakes in 1993. There was increased seismic activity that was recorded between February and April with 318 deep and 196 shallow earthquakes. That's a lot. That's, that I don't is, like that. Yeah. They probably like if, thought it was going to erupt. Yeah, if I was nearby and knew that was happening, I'd be like, "Let's hit the lake house." Yeah, <laughs> let's, see what's uh, up. Yeah, let's go. Let's go to the vacation home for a little bit. Obvious question: Can you swim in Kalamutu Crater Lakes? No, no. They are. If you haven't figured that out by now, I I don't know what you think the words coming out of our mouths have been, guys. She's thick. She's boiling. She's made of sulfur. The fumes would be enough to like deter you, hopefully, unless you have COVID and can't smell while you're there. Yeah, that's one of the one of the things in in the notes here. Sometimes tourists will go to these lakes and there's like a, a rock wall that separates them. And if you like lean over that wall and you get hit with a blast of vapor or something, you're probably going to die. Right. Uh, and they say, yeah, it, it's a mist sweeps over the area and people just disappear. And that's Spooky. probably just people like fainting and falling in the water. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, the fainting. Which uh, that would suck. That mm-hmm. would suck. But there are also there's also monkeys that hang out in the area and they they approach tours. I like that. Yeah. Waiting in, waiting in line to see the to see the afterlife lakes. Well, monkey comes up. Gives you a little, gives you the old what for? Yeah, steals your hat, wears yeah. it, laughs steals at something. you, hits you up for money. <laughs> yeah, asks for change. Weird Slaps monkey. your daughter. <laughs> steals one of your kids, <laughs> kills him, maims one of your kids. Yeah. <laughs> there is no way down to the bottom of the lake. I like that. That should be the name of a fucking elevated horror movie by A twenty four or something. Yes. No way down to the bottom of the lake. So not a single body has been recovered after falling in there. So, man, imagine all those spirits are down there and then you fall in and they're like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. Where's who's a new guy? Yeah. And you just got to live as that one white motherfucker (laughs) among a bunch of Indonesian spirits the rest of eternity. Yeah. Is it just Indonesians that go there or is it? Is it? Can I go? Come on. That's what I'm. I mean, that's what. I, well, I mean, if you fall in, you're going to be there. Yeah, that's true. And you're just going to be the odd duck the rest the rest of your life. After it would be life. like it. It would be. I mean, it'd be fitting for for like a a white American to fall down there, and then they're like assimilate, motherfucker. Yeah. You are in Indonesian afterlife now. Act like it. Yeah, you must meditate Indonesianly. <laughs> the whole time. Yes, the, whole, the time. whole time. Wow. Wow. Yeah, a Dutch tourist did fall in there and die in 1995, which, uh, I mean, don't get that close, man. What, yeah. What'd you do to fall down there? Not the victim blame, but uh, sounds like his fault. Yeah, because I have to imagine that there have been signs. There's probably verbal warning if they're letting people go up there. And yeah, they, they searched for five days. To try and find him, but they couldn't, they can't climb down there. So what can they do? I'm surprised they spent five days. Ah, uh, I'm like, 
for for a Dutch guy. Um, Dutch, hey, listen, <laughs> Dutch people are great. I love you guys. You're you're very interesting people. You speak English very well. Your country is gorgeous, but that's a, that's a lot of days to look. I don't know. What if it was really just the ghost of the guy who claimed to have discovered it? Oh, uh, such telling. Fell in it, and now he's in Indonesian hell. I like Dang. that for him. That's yeah, good. good for him. There is a weird story about a guy who was with a group, walked off on his own for a bit, and they eventually found just his sandals by the side of the lake, which would mean he jumped in. Yeah. And so did he kill himself or was he just like drawn in by the spirits of the lake? He probably killed himself, but he, yeah, that's kind of what it, because if he's with a group and he goes off, I kind of wonder though, if maybe the fumes might mess with some people's brains and kind of like makes them a little nutty, a little loopy. I don't know. Yeah, it could. I don't know. There had to be like, it's got to look so inviting. Mm -hmm. Just, it's just water. People may be getting haunted over here. Who knows? Yeah, it could be that too. That's ideally what I want it to be. Yeah. But it is called a haunted place. It yeah. is called, a, yeah. So it's not just that the water is so difficult to uh, survive in. If a corpse falls down into the lake, they're hard to retrieve because they're pushed and pulled around by the volcanic strength of the magma underneath. So if you fall in this thing, you're dying. You're not, you're not going to live. So there's no way. Don't do it. Don't Even if you could, it. the cliff is just way too steep. Yeah, there's also very steep cliffs. Yeah. Lots of reasons not to jump. Lots of reasons not to jump in the bubbling death lake. So should we talk about the annual Feed the Spirit of the Forefathers festival? Because yeah. here's the thing. We mentioned already a major eruption could just destroy everything in the general vicinity of this volcano. So, of course, the locals try to cultivate a positive relationship Mm-hmm. And not piss off whatever gods or spirits would cause it to erupt. And uh, who are we to argue with the results? It hasn't erupted in a long damn time. So they have a post-harvest ceremony on August 14th every year, a culmination of a series of activities for the Kelamutu Lake Festival Week. It's a ritual that acts as a form of communication and an effort to establish a harmonious relationship between human beings who are still living, roaming the earth, with their ancestors, with the universe, and with the power of the Almighty. Yeah, kind of Dia de los Muertos vibes. I really, I really appreciate that. It's cool to see similarities like that across cultures. And even though these are scary lakes, they do giveth like the reason, like the volcanic nature of the soil allows the land to be super fertile and it makes for growing crops very very easy so it gives a lot to the people so that's like their way of honoring it right the local leaders called mosalaki from 20 traditional alliances in the supporting villages of kelamutu attend as well as important guests government officials and tourists hey oh we get yep. to go <laughs> Yeah, you could pay like 80 bucks to go. I was looking it up. I'm like, that's not bad. I'd, I'd oh, do that's, it. Why not? That's pretty cheap. Does it include yeah. airfare and hotel? No, no. Oh, okay. But, but it'll, would... it'll, you can get on a boat and then, then they'll take you up. You'll have a tour guide and all that. But you just got to get yourself to Indonesia, probably to the island of Flores. Well, that makes it a little more financially prohibitive, <laughs> I guess. So, yeah, if you're ever in Indonesia, check out Kalamutu Crater Lake. I would. I would. Go. I would. Absolutely. I want to now. 
Yeah, it sounds like it's the kind of thing I like. I feel like I will never see. I don't know. I mean, I could go to Indonesia. There's nothing stopping me. Yeah, flights are not too bad to Asia, to be honest. Like, it, you can get a pretty good deal. It's long. It is long, but I, 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 I'm I, a big proponent of travel. We have a big world. There's a lot of cool stuff here, you guys. If you can afford to, fucking travel, even if you don't speak the language. Like, so many countries are set up for tourism. We're very lucky in that sense that so many countries are willing to, like, cater to Americans, as like gross as that is, but yeah. it is what it is. Take advantage. Yeah, take take advantage of that American privilege mm-hmm. on the yum, world yum. stage. It's delicious. Jump into that Coca-Cola volcano water. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's our episode. Do we have any final thoughts on Kelamutu Crater Lake? Um, if, uh, if any Indonesian listeners would like to <laughs> host me to visit, I'll fucking, I'll figure it out. I would love to go back to Asia. Seriously. Cindy will get there. Just give her a place to stay, goddammit. Yeah. But also that feels like probably not the most expensive part of visiting Indonesia. Yeah. Finding a place to yeah. stay. I feel like it's yes. just going to be the flight. The flights, Everything. yeah. Everything else will be pretty affordable. Kind of affordable. Cindy, thank you so much. Do you have anything to plug before we get out of here? Sure. Follow me on the social medias at Cindy Arvina Jr. My um, my monthly show, Kitty Pool, is currently on hiatus as we look for a new venue. So just keep an eye on that if you like. If you live in LA and you wanted to see my show, it will come back. We're just not sure when. Very nice. I have a Substack, adamtodbrown.substack.com. It is a newsletter. I write it. You can read it. I used to write for a living at crack.com. It was the first thing I did in comedy. First time I got paid to write, 2007. Wow. Been doing this for 15 fucking years. Congrats, dude. So you're in good hands if you subscribe to my Substack. Everything's free right now. I probably won't put the paywall up for another few weeks. And even then, there will be at least one free article a week. So... Go check it out. AdamToddBrown.substack.com. The newsletter is called In Broad Daylight. Ooh. Woo woo. And I think that's it. Should we get out of here? Let's get out of here. Cindy, say goodbye. Bye-bye, beautiful people. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. <laughs>